Hi, my name is Carmen. I am the co-founder of Because of Why, Growth Mindset Coaching, Social Media Managing. And I am Nick, the co-founder of Because of Why as well. So what inspired you to create Because of Why? So super cool. Because of Why originally was just a podcast. And this podcast actually was where we wanted, we always had been focused on our purpose, right? What was our purpose in life? Because we noticed that a lot of people kind of went around and didn't know what they wanted to do. But we know we wanted to make an impact. So when we quit our jobs, we went and we podcasted around interviewing people in D.C., asking them, hey, you know what? You know, what makes you so successful? What makes you do what you do? And a lot of it ended up they had a purpose, something pushing them, a fire in them that made them want to make the change in their business or in their job at that time. And then slowly but surely, because mindset was our big love, we love learning and growing. We and we love giving. So we're like, well, how do we give back with this? And we decided, Mm -hmm. hey, let's let's learn a little more about coaching. Right. And at first it was life coaching. But then we fell into our mentor who was actually a growth mindset coach. And we started learning from him. And then we took the certifications and then everything started evolving. And February 1st of last year, we launched Because of Why as a growth mindset coaching company. How has the growth been for the the past year? Wonderful. Absolutely fantastic. (laughs) It's it's good in the sense of we get lots of people, but it's also good because we get to help lots of people. Mm -hmm. Just because sometimes we as people, we, we feel like, do I need a therapist or do like, can I talk to someone else? Right. There's always that middle balance where you don't know where you want to be yet. And so when we get to go in and say, Hey, you know, like we can talk and see where you are. We kind of get that middle ground where we can either say, you know, we actually feel like, you know, you need a, you can go to a therapist and that's okay. Or you can come to us and that's okay too. And we kind of explain to them what's the difference in speaking to a therapist or a life coach or a business coach or, um, an empowerment coach, kind of the different types. Speaking for both of us, I like what we really found what uh, is helping the community is just giving. It's just serving people without the the intention or expectation of receiving anything uh, back to ourselves. And I just want to say, I tell some people this, the story of this marble that we, we each carry a marble around every day. And this one marble represents and symbolizes the one person's life that we can change today. That one person that needs love today, that one person needs to be heard today, that one person who is scared to speak up, that one person who is struggling with these unknown battles that no one can see, only they know. But as long as we give and we serve, we have that purpose of today to help someone who is having trouble of just going through the entire day. And that's that's really our purpose of why we do what we do and because of why everything in your life is because of your why. But this one marble always reminds us that there's one more person looking for us, one more person that is just, they, they need help at, at some point. So I want to uh, flip the question on you. What is your because of why? Oh, wow. Yeah. So we have similar but different ones. So um, growing up, I went through a situation during my childhood that really affected me. Um And that made me kind of create a shell in my life where I didn't feel protected. And I did everything myself internally, right? So 
I was really sad. It was me against the world. Like that was my mindset. And so growing up, I was very timid, right? I kind of secluded myself from everything. And even when friends were there, I was kind of more on the negative side to be a little more simple, just because I didn't want anyone else to hurt me. But because of that, I then realized I wasn't living up to my potential. I was I was so happy with certain things, but I knew I could be happier in life if I just, if I learned to let go, right? And so when I finally learned to let go, and especially forgiveness, I think that that is one of the hardest things to learn and really understand. And it really does set you free because forgiveness is not so much forgiving the other person, but letting go of the trauma so that you can give yourself time to heal. Because a lot of the times the free people who've hurt us, we we don't, they don't, we don't know where they are, but we know where we are and we're, we become this obsessed compulsion in ourselves and it hurts us internally, right? Even it could hurt our health, it can hurt our mental state, it can hurt all types of things. And so when I finally learned that and I became this person of healing and growth, it just, it was wonderful. It was amazing. I was so happy. I am so happy and I'm constantly looking to help people because no one deserves not to know what happiness feels like. And if we can help someone else just be happy again and love again and feel compassion, feel the love in themselves and really understand that they are a growing being constantly, that to me is, is my purpose. Really just to help someone else when I know how they, I don't know how they feel exactly, but I know that we may not always be in the perfect state. But understanding that's okay and things go up and things can't be okay. For, for mine, I see it as like when I share my story, I like saying you can let your story fuel you to your success or you can let your story define you as who you are and you can be the victim in your life. If you want to stay at that, that's fine. But my story starts as when I was in sixth grade, uh, I was at the, the hospital for my grandfather and he had, you know, all this specific diseases and cancers in the world you can think of. And we were there, it was during uh, the holiday season as well, during Christmas Eve, Christmas day. And there was times where he, he would bounce with life up and down. Cause there was times where it's completely, he looks like he's unconscious on the bed. He's has his eyes closed. He can't open his eyes. He can't swallow. He can't chew. He can barely breathe. And so they had a sponge that they dipped in water to put on his lips. And that's all he was surviving on. And I remember how, how chaotic it was because I'm half Filipino and Filipinos fill up every single room there. So there was like maybe 40 of us in a tiny cubicle area. And there was also times where we found out the nurses were unplugging his oxygen because they wanted to get him out of the hospital and put someone in new. And so we're battling complications with that. And then there was times where we're like, yes, he's going home tomorrow. And then it was like the next day was completely in an even worse state. And then the night came where my like we knew everyone knew that he was going to pass. And uh, keep in mind, I was 12 years old. I don't know how anything works. And my dad, he told my mom, he's like, Mary Shell, let me take the kids home. It was me, my little brother and my little sister. And it was actually her birthday that day when he died. So it was her birthday. So it was like a confused day. It was happy and sad. But when my dad told my mom, let me take the kids home, I said, no, let me stay with my grandfather until his last breath. And that night I saw his last breath. I saw him, his chest rise. It was like 
he was in shock and he was fighting for his life. And we played Frank Sinatra, his favorite song, Fly Me to the Moon. And it was very heartbreaking. We saw a tear go down his eyes because he truly loved us. And it was, it was just, I just remember the horrifying screams and the, the chaos within that room. And I saw everything at such a young age. And I just, I, I prayed to God and I was like, God, if you can actually hear me right now, if there is a God, I will give my life for my grandfather. And I was 12 years old and I was just like, I don't really know what that means to sacrifice myself for him, but it felt right to say. And so when he died, it was, I had these crazy dreams uh, about him. And this one uh, crazy dream, he was in my parents' office and I walked down the stairs and I was like bawling in tears because I was at his casket again at his funeral. And I was just on my knees, just crying. I was like, Lolo, please wake up. And he just sat right up, opened his eyes, wiped my tears when he says, everything's okay. And today that still truly scares the, the hell out of me. But after that moment of watching him, like my best friend pass in front of me, I went back to school, middle school, and I was very antisocial with a lot of my friends, with teachers. I didn't even want to talk to my own family. Uh, I completely eradicated myself from everyone's society. And I developed a huge stuttering problem where I couldn't necessarily pronounce the R's, L's, or, or G's in my life. And it was just so bad where I'd fight myself in my head. And then I would also force myself to cry in the shower sometimes because I noticed that with time I was healing, but I felt guilty for not being sad that he's gone. So I forced myself to cry and I was in a completely low mental state. My mental health was completely down. And this is before I even knew what depression or any of uh, the, the, the labels today. And I was just in a completely low state. And I just remember I got myself up one day and I was like, I'm okay. I can do this. And if I can do this, I can help someone else who may be going through a similar situation. So every day I carry that marble around because it, it shows me that one person that's just looking for someone's help or someone that just wants to be heard, someone just, that just needs a simple conversation uh, to talk to or just relate to. And that's my why. It's because everyone has a low moment in their life, but it's like we're giving this beautiful body, we're giving this wonderful mind without an instruction manual. We don't know how to operate it through the, through the ups and downs. And some people just get so stuck in the down that they just keep burying themselves in the, in the down. But a lot of people need the guidance to just to look up and you have so much to work, so, so much to work with, so much to climb, so much you can do with your life. Because a lot of us have that potential inside. Uh, I call it the sleeping tiger. And a lot of us just want to tame it for the rest of our lives. But not a lot of us poke it, wake it up, and start that fuel inside of us to do something great. What is it like being a support system for people you're helping? It's, how do I say it? It's very, again, in a sense of we're very much givers. Being able to give that support brings us joy and happiness. Of course, in moments where it is sadness, it is hard for the other person, but our job is always to be that brighter side when they can't be. And so a lot of this has to do with us taking a good chunk of our time to also work on ourselves constantly. Because if you're not, if we're not working on our own mental health, on our own well-being, then we can't help others. 
I think that we've created a really good system of us helping ourselves and healing ourselves really well. And right, healing is constant, even if it's Mm -hmm. one day at a time, or it can be a whole lifetime. Um, But we're constantly doing it every day so that when we do, and we are speaking with either a client or just someone on the street, right, we are able to give our most to them. So for us, it's always we're, we're open and happy and ready always to help someone else. Yeah. And it's that, that's my big thing. It's, it's leading with a servant's heart and helping someone uh, without the expectation of receiving anything. And I'm telling you, it, it really gives you that, that, that happiness inside that you can actually say, Hey, I'm happy because I can see that their lives are being changed by just a simple conversation I have with them. But the full intention is just giving to people and without any, backside plans of whatever's going on, but it's just a pure intention of just giving. When I was doing my research, I saw on the Facebook page, you're doing things with uh, local high school and the community. Uh, Can you tell me a little bit about that? Oh, yeah, that's super awesome. Um, So we recently bumped into this new nonprofit, which we're actually on the leadership team now. Um, It's called Connections Family Resource Center. So they're focused in Manassas City and helping families thrive, right? Our community here in Manassas City is, they need help. That's the biggest way I could say, right? They need help. And although we're always trying to find ways to help, I think that they have it down really well. Um, So they partner with all of these nonprofits and their, their vision is they can connect the right people to where it's needed most. Mm -hmm. And so we, everybody kind of realized, so actually officer TJ, he runs this program called Team Quest and he also partnered with Connections FRC. And we took some kids from the Team Quest, some kids from Osborne, thanks to the liaison from uh, Osborne. And they selected some kids that they felt needed just that extra push, right? Mm-hmm. There's always kids that have that potential, but maybe sometimes just needed that one extra push because you don't want them to lose that path. And so they put them in a classroom with us. And now we get to, we're doing this youth empowerment coaching program with them. It's going to be until May. We meet bi-weekly with them and just, we work on basics for just the fundamentals on mindset, right? How do we work on your confidence? How do we work on understanding that challenges are okay? How do we work on your emotional intelligence, right? Understanding your feelings, understanding Things like Nick said, right? Like we're human. No one gives us instructions on how to be human or (laughs) our emotions. And then we're just kind of like, well, you know, I'm angry, but I don't know why I'm angry. I'm just going to keep on being angry. But maybe there's a way around that, right? So kind of teaching those techniques and perspective changes and just something different than they're used to. Because, you know, we grew up and we all have a different programming, but we don't realize we we have the capability to change that. And it may not be easy. But we definitely can, especially if we want to get better. 100%. What have you learned from each other? Ooh, that's a good question. Oh. <laughs> let, me, let me go grab a big chapter book. <laughs> um, I always tell Nick the biggest one is learning the power behind ego and communication. Mm-hmm. That is a big one. Um, our egos sometimes stop us from a lot of our potential. I I love using that word potential because everything just has possibility to Mm -hmm. beat anything. 
And sometimes our ego gets in the way of that. And if we learn to, okay, you know, our ego, that voice is just a voice. You are more powerful than that. Although I may be saying, man, you suck at this. You can tell yourself, no, you know what? I'm going to try anyways, because it's okay. You know, one of my favorite quotes is actually confidence isn't really, oh, no, no, sorry. (laughs) The quote is, um, when you go into something and you have enough confidence that you can fix any problem in case it happens, then you won't go in it as scared, right? So it's more about life of building skills than worrying about all the problems that there are in life, right? And then even if you don't have the skills, being okay with the fact that if you mess up, you can learn a new skill. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of seeing that brighter side of things. For me, it's more of accountability. I see a lot where, and, and we're, we're human as well, where there's points where we'll end up have, like being sad. For instance, over some uh, something, some instance, some situation. But there's a time where we are able to empower each other. Where we're like, why are you still in the state? Well, you don't need to be in the state. What do you want to focus on? What does this mean to you? And what are you going to do about it? So we put ourselves in this accountability where we can just help each other uh, to continue succeeding in our lives. Because there's obviously there's times where some challenges may be harder than others, but we're able to pick each other up and finish what we started. I think even being able to trust another person in accountability creates self-accountability in yourself as well. Because then you slowly can kind of account for each other saying, hey, you know, like, I know you can do this one on your own. I know you have you are able to do this. And you're kind of getting that secondary you know, extra confidence boosting yourself. Mm -hmm. What do you do to help your own mental health? You know, a lot of it is learning. For us, it's learning a lot from different people whenever we can. I really love physical activity. Like um, when we can, we we run, we do yoga. My favorite's heated vinyasa. we actually just got an ice bath, which is super fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So that'll be super fun. For us, it's just giving ourselves our own time to kind of reset, heal, mm-hmm. give ourselves. And that's every day, right? We make it a priority that every day, no matter if it's five minutes or an hour or the last from 5 p.m. to we go to bed, then that's time for us. That's time for us to recharge because we know that if we can't be at our higher state, we can't help someone else Mm -hmm. return to theirs. For me, it's, it's, it's the basis of learning. It's reading, watching seminars, attending seminars, but not just putting that knowledge and information in your head, but actually taking action and doing it. And I feel like that's what makes a difference in a lot of people's lives is a lot of people have a good amount of knowledge, but they don't do anything with it. It's like they show up, Uh, to build a house and they just bring the door, they bring the wood, they bring the nails and it just sits there. But you have to build the house. You have to take the action to actually complete it. And I feel like that's how we learn a lot as well as taking action, seeing what works and what doesn't work. And then we can use it. Hey, this changed my life. I want to show someone else this. And that's, that's really the basis of just action is the cure for all. It really is. And surprisingly, We've learned from our friends that eating more healthy food definitely boosts your mood. So I recommend it to everyone. (laughs) Eating more fruit and veggies, it 
it feels really, really good. Mm-hmm. Even if they, if you're not a veggie person, in the beginning it might suck, but it'll it'll be good for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big carrots and hummus person, so Ooh, I you love are too. Hummus, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so where do you want to seed because of why in the next say three to five years? Oh, yeah. You got some great questions. I love these I love it. <laughs> Thank you. We, a big goal of ours is to get in some more schools. That that has been a really great journey that we would love to be in. Um, we're specifically starting in Prince William County. So that, that would be one of our good goals, Prince William County, then Virginia mm-hmm. and so on. But that's a big one. We would love to help put our program into those. And who knows what one of the things that we've been talking about too is developing Well, we are developing right now and a uh, evergreen program so that people can just go in and learn online. But even if we could create an evergreen for people like teachers or Mm -hmm. um, people within the school that can create a different environment for these kids so they can also thrive and want to learn. It's finding the solution to the causes and not the effects of what's going on in the world where we can help contribute to improving the overall mental health and the graduation rate uh, within all of the high schools, with all the middle schools. And it's just, it's, it's sad because we see on the news how Mets middle school is, is just plummeting. And it's crazy because it seems like everyone's trying to do something, but there's obviously something wrong. Someone's not fixing the cause, but they're focusing on the effect of it. You don't, you can't change the effect. It's an, it's a result. It's a fact. You can't change that, but you can change the cause of it. And I feel like for us, it's really getting our program, our coaching program into all of the schools in Virginia. And it it doesn't matter if they're labeled at risk or if they're labeled low risk kids, but whatever type of kid, they just need someone to talk to. They just need some guidance with uh, core principles of life on succeeding in life on how to be confident how to even shake hands. A lot of a lot of us don't even know how to shake hands. And we're just not taught that again. We're not handed an, ins- an instruction book in our lives. But what we can do is help change the cause of these kids' lives so then they can help their own generation for their kids. And they, they use th- those principles and methods to teach their kids. And they teach another person. It's like the ripple effect. And it just spreads like wildfire where everyone is just, everyone's thriving. And they're not operating on just survival mode thriving mode what would you say to anyone going through a tough time right now Hmm. i would say i love you and you're gonna be okay that if i could just tell someone that to their face Mm -hmm. i would genuinely mean it too because we've created this environment of just pure love so that anyone we can talk to they feel like we're open enough to talk to. And if you need it, again, just like you were saying, these kids, adults, elderly, even little kids, we take kids up to four years old. Some of us just need someone to talk to Mm -hmm. because we battle our own things in our heads sometimes. And sometimes just saying it out loud to someone else, even if you don't want to hear the other perspective, just saying it out loud. Sometimes we hear ourselves and we start to solve some problems and we start to heal and feel better about certain things. Yeah. So, I believe a lot of people look for that, that basic human need of love. And I feel like a lo- like love is 
is missing is missing through most of people's lives because I mean, what's promoted and targeted today? Everyone has a perspective lens, the glasses of seeing the world as 99% bad and 1% good. But you can flip and change your glasses to another perspective lens of the world is 99% good, but we're only being shown the 1% bad. And if you just shift that perspective and know that you're okay, we're here for you if you want to talk, whatever it is. And if, if someone comes up to me and they say they're just having a hard time, I mean, first thing I do is just let's talk. Why, why do you feel bad? And I, I want to help them revitalize themselves where they're fixing themselves. I'm not fixing you, but you're, you're fixing yourself where you give yourself the positive self-talk, where you focus on what you want in your life instead of what you don't want in your life. When you fix your, your physiology of your, your stance of exercising, of taking care of your body, making sure you get enough sleep and water in your life. I know I had trouble drinking a lot of water. I drink a bunch of caffeine, but <laughs> I'm fixing that. But it's just a lot of people I feel just need the, uh, someone to hear them out, outside perspective, and just to know that our space of Carmen and I, it's, it's a safe space where you can feel the immediate love for, for, for you because that's, that's what we're intending to give you. And we don't want anything in return, honestly, but just to give you uh, that, that certainty that you'll, you'll be okay.